Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I am your host and coach, Tyler Johnson. And whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, you are in the right place. My guest this episode is a coach, an author. She is the host of the Make One Day Happen podcast. She helps teams and people reimagine their futures through sustainable cognitive and somatic practices and tools. She blends systems, science, spirituality, and a little bit of swearing. So please, as she leads us into this episode, welcome my friend to the Elevate Podcast, Sheena Jean. First office, yeah, this is what I call just breathing ground and just allows us to kind of clear the energy of where we were before this, where we're headed after this, and just really drop into the present moment together. So first and foremost, you got to shake it off. So just get some shakes going, flop your wrists around, maybe do some spinal mm-hmm. twists. If you want to like right. stand up and like wiggle some hips, work it out just a little bit, that's totally All acceptable. Right. And once you feel sufficiently shook it, you start to find um, a seat feet flat on the floor, spine nice and tall, bring your right hand to your belly, left hand to your heart. You're in a place where you can close your eyes, feel safe to do so. Go ahead and do that and start to come to the bottom of your breath, releasing all the air from your lungs, finding the bottom of the exhale, and then start to inhale through the nose, filling up your belly first. So feeling your right hand rise, feeling the left hand start to rise as you pull some air up into your lungs, drop the shoulders away from the ears, and then exhale audibly through the mouth. <sighs> yeah, really good. Let's do that again. So inhaling into the belly, into the chest, pausing at the top, exhale, sigh to release. <sighs> awesome. One more time, big breath in, into the belly, into the lungs, pause a little bit longer at the top as you sigh, exhale a little bit louder. <sighs> And then from here, we'll move into a Samavriti box breath, a few rounds of this. So inhale through the nose for four, three, two, one, hold full at the top for four, three, two, one, exhale through the nose four, three, two, one, pause empty at the bottom four, three, two, one, inhale four, three, two, one, hold four, three, two, one, exhale four, three, two, one, hold, four, three, two, one. Take two more rounds at your own pace and your own count. At the end of that second round, just pause and notice where you're at, what's happening in your mind. If there's any body sensations alive for you. And then listen for a word of intention, something to hold the energy you'd like to embody in this podcast together. And once you got that, go ahead and come on back. All right. I'm ready to go. Giddy uh, up. Appreciate that. That was, that feels good. What was um, your word? Uh, listen, Ooh. it's been kind of, 
my vibration word a lot, I guess. I love that. That's a, um, yeah, so, only we had more people listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll get into that too. So, uh, okay. well, um, that's a different way to start the podcast because that's might be just how we do it. But for those that listen to that exercise, uh, welcome to the Elevate podcast, Sheena Jean. I was thinking about my guests that I've had, and there's only one other person that's been a guest that has known me as long as you, and that was my college football coach that came on the podcast. So, oh, really? Um, he only had that by a couple years. So, Sheena, for those that are listening, has known me for a long time when I was definitely probably more of a younger punk in my 20s. Um, and so, hopefully, she won't talk too much about that. But it is amazing. I'd be incriminating myself too if I did. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, amazing to circle back in life with her and have her on this podcast. Um, and I guess to start out, just to give our listeners a little idea of, uh, tell them about the work that you do and what led you on your journey to do that work. Loaded question. <laughs> um, is this, is, am I allowed to swear or no? We have kids. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, let it uh, be yourself. This is a be yourself place. Okay, great, great. I love those kind of places and spaces. Thank you for creating that. <laughs> uh, well, hey, y'all. My name is Sheeta Jean. I am the founder of Make One Day Happen, and uh, it's a company that supports founders, leaders, executives, high performers, and that people who give a fuck about their development, about their teams, and about their company culture. And I help people bring woo to work and into some of the unexpected places. I have a podcast where I talk about a lot of woo woo stuff, and we make it accessible and relatable because. What I know for facts is that to have elevated performance in life, you got to tap into a little bit of the woo. And uh, for a long time, it's been really gatekept or feels like it's not important or not relevant. And now we have just so much science and research um, that us Westerners need to prove things that have been honestly around for thousands and thousands of years in other cultures. And so I like to help bridge that gap. I use um, systems-based thinking. I use spirituality, use a little bit of swearing and uh, science to really kind of help people understand um, how to get into some um, practices that support their energy hygiene, their thought defense, and their elevated leadership. So we've got honestly a lot of overlap in uh, just who we be and what we speak on and teach. So this is... Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this has been a conversation in the works for decades, which it's really exciting to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's, uh, so excited, grateful to have you and, uh, grateful to be led through your breathing exercise to begin. Um, you know, you said one of the things I wanted to ask you about just in there, I think, especially a lot of, uh, athletes, coaches and listeners, uh, and even myself, as we know, um, you talked about energy hygiene. Yeah. Um, can, for maybe people that maybe that's a new term or what is that? Um, can you share with us a little bit about that and, uh, how yeah. we can create some maintenance for it? Absolutely. Um, my mission is really to, well, a, my mission straight up in my, as my soul and being that I am in this lifetime and through my company is to create a ripple effect, um, that changes the vibration of humanity's consciousness. It's a dicey out there, if you will. So yeah. uh, basically what energy hygiene does is it helps people elevate their vibe. We all know about vibes. We use vibes uh, on a really trendy basis now, like good vibes, bad vibes. There's really not a, a such a thing I believe as good or bad vibes, but there are higher and lower mm -hmm. vibrations and frequencies. And mm -hmm. we have an energetic body. 
Uh, you actually spoke about this. Um, Laura spoke about this on that podcast episode. We have five different bodies. We all know the meat suit really well, like the physical yeah. body that we walk around in and go to the gym for and brush its teeth and put on the deodorant, all the things, right? We have these these hygiene practices for our physical body. And we actually have an energetic body. We have a thought body, we have a wisdom body, and we have a spirit body as well. Um, in yoga, they're called the koshas. I won't go too far down that rabbit hole. And if someone's listening and wants to definitely check out the koshas. Uh, and when we start to recognize that our energy is actually what's informing and expressing our physical body, like without the breath and energy or prana, um, chi, there's so many different words for it in different cultures and languages. However, that life force energy that we have without that, the body is done. That's why we're always looking for that first breath. When the baby comes out, our last breath that we take, like that's when we know we've transitioned over. Um, so our energy body is really, really, really important. And our energy body is informed by the thought body. And our thoughts are what is really setting the, the actual tone, the vibration, the frequencies of the energy that is informing the rest of our body. And that those thoughts and that energy, we have trillions of cells, trillions, like 38 trillion. And so they're all listening on a subconscious level to what we're thinking about and then responding accordingly in a positive, negative manner. And so when we start to understand the energy body and the fact that we can start to take care of it, just like we have for our meat suit, we do our deodorant and we brush our teeth and we do our hair and all of these things that are considered proper hygiene for our body. There are things that we need to be doing for our energy so that you don't have stinky vibes. And like, we all know what it's like when someone walks into a room with stinky vibes, like yeah, whether yeah. that is our partner after a shitty day of work and they come home and you're like, oh man, I, do, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know who I want to be. Or coach walks into the locker room and you're like, oh shit, this is not going to be good, right? Like there are just definitive times when we know when someone else has bad vibes without even having to say anything. And there's also the opposite. Like we also have all had that experience when someone comes into a room and you're just like magnetic drawn to that person and you lean in, you want to know more. They haven't even said anything yet, but like you can just feel their presence and their energy. And we say things like, oh, I just listened to this podcast that really resonated with me, right? There's something called resonance and dissonance that happens because as energy beings, we are always either in resonance or in dissonance with things. And that's where it's like, I don't vibe with that person. Well, it's because your frequencies and your energy does not match. And that's not a bad thing, right? And if we don't have good energy hygiene, we're we're really um, leaving ourselves open to getting sucked into other people's bad vibes. So having good energy hygiene gives us really good boundaries to be the one that's actually pulling people towards a higher frequency versus if we're on about our energy hygiene, we're going to get sucked into uh, energetic fields, quite literally, of bad vibes that bring us down. That's why there's certain people that maybe you spend time with and you feel really drained afterwards. But then there's some people that you'll spend three hours with and it feels like it went by in 10 minutes and you just have all of this energy after spending time with them, right? It's like, so we are energetic beings and we all need to be taking care of our energy hygiene. Uh, there's two different ways that we do that and it's cognitively and somatically. So there's two different types of practices that you have to put in reps for. So just like any game that you're going to go play, you got to practice to, so that way when you're in, in the game, in real life, it's going to be supporting you. And cognitive means mind. So 
really putting in reps to increase your metacognition, your ability to think about your thoughts and understand how to detach and get into that flow state um, is an important part. However, we can't just think our way. It's not just mindset that is going to support our energy hygiene. So much is in the body and that's what somatic means. So somatic practices are practices that have to do with your body. Things like cold plunging, um, just exercising, right? Like their breath work, different Different tools for different things are going to support, but there's a lot of energy and old emotions that get stuck and trapped in our bodies that create certain patterns. And so when we are trying to work at the subconscious, which is what's running everything for all of us, 95% of our thoughts, our behaviors are automated by our subconscious and a lot of it shit that got passed down from our parents and their parents and their parents. So I truly believe that we're in a generation of humanity that's designed to be here healing and transmuting a lot of energy and trauma that's been passed down the line for humanity. And we've got an incredible opportunity to do that. And it can be fun. It doesn't, that's why I like to take a little bit of a different approach to it. Um, healing and trauma and all these things out there, regulating your nervous system can be so yeah. serious and it doesn't need to be like, we can have a good yeah. time too. So that's energy hygiene in a nutshell. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. You made me think there too. I think just you, especially like the generational thing you mentioned, it's like people usually will, you know, talk about how much has changed and how fast things have changed. And they'll also talk about how stressful change is. And yeah. then they kind of give the generation, it's like, yeah, they've been experiencing faster, more exotic, new change faster. It's of course, it just causes a different level of stress that was not available and not around to, to so many. Um, but, um, yeah, the stress levels that we experience now are insane compared to what our ancestors have gone through. And they went through different stress too, sure, right? Not sure. to say that our stress is it's, we just have a different type of stress and we have a more manufactured type of stress by the society that we live in. We yeah. have corporate conglomerates that are doing everything they can to keep us all distracted, numb, and in a stress response so that we don't wake up to this stuff. So yeah. there's, there's that, that they weren't necessarily battling in the 1700s, but they were literally battling in the 1700s. Yeah. So like, yeah. which, which one do you want? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, I know you want to, and I want you to talk about them. Um, I have some questions about them because one of the things I know I've been doing too is just, you know, auditory uh things. Uh, and I know you do some sound bowls and see so you yeah. smile as I bring it up. I love it. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell us, uh, about your, your sound bowls. I like to listen to the different ones. I've never got a, a Sheena Jean performance. I know some friends that have, and they said it's amazing. Um, but, uh, tell us about what that does and some of the benefits it can have for people. Yeah. So staying on the same train of the idea that we're all energy, right. And that we are all made up of particles and waves that are like going back and forth in between all the time. Um, sound is a very powerful modality to shift frequency and vibration. And when we do a sound bath, no, you don't get wet. It's, um, it's a very valid question. It's confusing terminology. I actually like to call it sound journey is what I do because I pair guided visualization with the sound bowls so that there is two experiences happening at once. And it's actually a cognitive experience and a somatic experience. So like I was just talking about a way to bring these both into one. So the somatic experience that you're having, what's happening to your body is that first and foremost, your brain waves are going to go into a lowered state. Most of us operate at a beta brain wavelength, which is 
full scale wake up and like, we're just in go mode all day long until we crash. And then we go through the other brainwave states to go to sleep. And then we wake up and we go straight back to beta. There's alpha underneath beta. And then there's theta, which is when your body's asleep, but your mind's awake. And that's the gateway to your subconscious. So you can do some really cool shit. Theta land is what I call it. Um, And this is a great place. If you're visualizing, if you're visualizing, you know, what's coming up in Q3 or how you want to perform in, in this upcoming game or what you'd like your life after sports to look like. There's so many different things that we can use visualization for to give the body an experience that it hasn't yet had. And that's going to reduce your stress hormones. It's going to train the reticular activating system. So there's this multiple, multi- faceted experience that someone's having when they're on one of my sound journeys. Um, it's the equivalent of like 45 minutes of your body resting in the state is the physiological equivalent of four to five hours of rest. So it's incredible for recovery and gives you, you wake up feeling like a million bucks. And what's happening is the, the sound waves from the crystal singing bowls are actually going through your body and pushing out different lower frequencies and vibrations and bringing you into more resonance with the higher vibrations, higher vibrations typically when, um, in a competition for like most people get, get pulled into it. Unless we have really shitty energy hygiene, then we can be really susceptible to being pulled into other people's bad vibes. It's like, which the ones that are amplified the most are going to win. So that's why in a sound bath, you're getting these big waves of amplified sound that are moving through. Um, and I I literally call it an energetic massage because that's what's happening. You're flushing toxins, you're flushing emotions, um, all sorts of stuff out of your system. It's important to stay hydrated before and afterwards. And you, it's like therapy for your energetic body that you don't have to talk about. It's winning yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion. So no, and I think there's uh, dealing with a lot of athletes and some, you know, just meditations new, they haven't experienced it. You know, it's, 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 you brought it up for, you know, woo woo. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, the, the way that term gets presented to me around athletes and coaches is <clears throat> until I believed in it, I thought it was woo woo. That's how yeah. usually yeah. it's like, and then, you know, it's until I saw a benefit, you know, saw how it worked. I thought it was this woo woo stuff. And so, uh, it's funny you brought that up, but, um, uh, you know, that woo woo stuff, uh, gets people to believe, um, I think, you know, it gets a weird label. Cause I think just, uh, there's a lack of understanding. Um, there's, a, there's, there's a lack of understanding and we were literally, uh, brainwashed to think that things are woo woo. I mean, right. I can go down a whole rabbit hole on yeah. that. If, yeah. if, you, Definitely. if you want to talk about what big pharma and the <laughs> medical society has done right. for us to really think about energy as woo woo, because they knew yeah. That if we were to be able to heal ourselves, we don't need their medicine. We don't need their healthcare system if we really understand the innate intelligence of the body and our ability to heal ourselves. So we've actually been brainwashed as a society to think that a lot of this stuff is woo-woo when it's not. And it's dope that science and research is catching up to it now because now we've got all the, we've got all the proof that we need, which, and the proof is really in the results. And that's what I tell people. It's like, okay, don't believe that the sound journey is going to work for you. There is some nocebo effect going into play there that you won't have as great of an experience if you're not open to it. And sure. it's just under it's frequency. So yeah. you will have an experience with it. So lay down, do this sound journey, and then tell me how you feel afterwards. It's yeah. always the results are going to speak for themselves. 
And so I think the, I was trying to say with the athletes too, is that if they're not, if, if meditation and, and mantra isn't something, it's like so, definitely something to try. Cause it's just like, you just have to listen, relax. Um, and yeah, there's really not a lot of, not you know, too much work you have to do or focus, you know? Um, well, it's, you're so right, Tyler, because I mean, a lot of people, when we sit down for meditation, the mind is going to do some wild shit and it's going to, the ego knows it's coming for you. And it's going to be like, you don't know what you're doing. You can't, don't do this. You've got so much other stuff to do. You suck at this. And it's like all of this, and it's, it is meditation. Getting into a meditation practice sucks just as much as burpees do, but we know burpees are good for us. And so we do burpees, right? right sure. So think of meditation, like your burpees and recognize the impact that it has. And sound journeys are a, a much easier way to access that same brainwave state. And what I love is doing it with teams is a complete game changer. When you yeah. put a group of people down and you are literally tuning their nervous systems to the same frequency and having them visualize on a subconscious level at the same time. I mean, stop it. <laughs> Who's ready for a championship? For sure. I mean, That's all I want to say. <laughs> if Sheena and I were geographically closer, I would be bringing her into my my teams for sure. Make sure they they got a little. I mean, especially come, you know, I'm always down for a trip to Colorado. For sure, we'll we'll make this we'll make this happen. I got a couple of coaches that would be down. I think so. Um, we talked about your bowls. Um, definitely wanted to uh, ask and just get to, to hear from you. Um, is Make one day happen. Mm. Tell me a little genesis of why that became part of your your business and what you do and, and why it seems to resonate. Yeah. Um, this is a great question. I, you know, people just talk about one day a lot. Mm. And it's like, oh yeah, one day I'll start meditating. <laughs> one day... Uh, like we tend to put some of our biggest dreams and goals like off on the back burner uh, and trick ourselves into thinking that we don't have enough experience or we don't have enough time or money or whatever insert limiting belief here into going after what we really truly desire and like the visions that have been placed on our hearts. And so um, that's a bit of the energy that it came from. And I have, um, I've got a story of a friend that actually, um, was a big part of when I moved to Vail in 20, let's see when this 2013, I was doing a lot of vision and goal coaching and workshops mm -hmm. at the time. And this friend, um, would come to all of the vision and goals workshops. He had just moved from Boston and had quit his life on the East coast to come pursue the dream of living in Vail and being yeah. a successful ski bum and, uh, <laughs> living that mountain lifestyle. And so, uh, we actually, we did some 14 ers together. He actually ended up passing in a tragic mountain incident. And, um, it was, yeah, it was a crazy scenario to have um, him lose his life in that way. It really shook our community and me personally in just a way I never saw coming. And at the end of the day, I also, um, he's he's here, he's hanging out. He's like, fuck yeah, I made the podcast. <laughs> hey, Jared. Um, I also know that Jared went out like literally living his one day life and yeah. he, uh, he decided to like go all in on himself and he he died doing something that he loved and pursuing a goal and a life that he was really proud of. And it's, 
a nod to him. It's a reminder that um, life is short. Don't keep telling yourself one day, like get in fucking action. If it's that thing that you really want for yourself, like do it, like start to prioritize that prioritize like yourself and your purpose um, so that you can align to what it is that you're hearing that call on your heart for. Um, There's also a quote in the Bible. Never thought I'd be quoting the Bible. (laughs) And expect that one from uh, Sheena today. (laughs) Didn't have that one on my bingo card today. (laughs) But it's so good because it's this idea that um, whether it's God, universe, source, whatever you want to call this higher power, right? Um, For that higher power, one day is a thousand years as a thousand years is one day. And I just fucking love that idea that we could... It's like that, the blink of an eye, literally everything can change for the better, for the worse. We just don't know. And so to delay our dreams is just like the biggest disservice and waste of your fucking life, to be honest. Like, please don't do that. Yeah. Like, please don't put your dreams yeah, off for yeah. one day. Like, make one day happen now. That's sure. it's, it's, it's there. It's available for you. And um, so I started out teaching vision and goals and coaching vision and goals and teaching people about visualization. I've been doing that for over a decade. And then I woke up in the middle of my 10-year vision that I had made for myself, literally almost to a T, and realized that I hated my life. And I was like, oh, shit. What do, I, what do I do now? This is the 10 year vision I've been working towards. Yeah. I realized that there were some things um, in my subconscious that were really keeping me um, a from understanding what it is that I truly desired and wanted in the world. And were keeping me in some looping patterns that were creating this um, tension in my marriage, tension in my job life, tension in just everywhere and was the underlying factor. So that's when I really got into thought reprogramming and really taking radical responsibility for my headspace and understanding like, okay, what are the thoughts that are keeping me from either a being able to really be in love with this life that I've created or B being able to access the life that I'd actually like to create. And then once I got my thought reprogramming down and dialed, I learned about energy hygiene and realized you could do all the mindset work in the world, but there's still some shit in your body that you have to start getting rid of. Otherwise those patterns are going to continue to loop. And Um, yeah, recognize that I could be aligned for a cause, building a business in a community that I loved. And if I'm not actually taking care of my energy properly, um, I was going to burn out. I did burn out. So I I hit functional burnout and had to close a business in a community back in 2022. It was devastating. Like one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to do and don't wish that for anybody. So now a big part of what I do is teaching people how to avoid that avoid that burnout by using these principles so that they can make their one day happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, you know, and part of that I know that you you do a great amount of work around too uh and helping others move towards that one day is the intentions. Yeah. Um, see, can you smile when I say intentions? I like it. Um, love intentions. <laughs> so I know, and, and you know, I wanted to bring up because I think you know, going back to our woo woo comment, um, last spring I had the sports psychologist for Georgia football and Alabama football on the podcast at different times, and it was during spring football. And I asked him, What are you working with two of the best programs in the country, elite athletes, guys going to the NFL left and right? What are you working with on them this spring? And they're like, 
on a daily basis, we want them to set a 90 minute intention for practice. That's what we're working on them doing. Fuck yes. And it was just, and then they went into, you know, why? And so I think, you know, I tell that to coaches and they're just like, oh, an intention. They think it's like, it's like, yeah, but there's, it creates a lot more than just the intention. It creates an opportunity for follow through, for reflection, for check-in and a lot of different things that as a coach you want. <laughs> and, yes. and, you know, versus a, kids too it's like well i hope i get better today it's like better at what 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 are we gonna like yeah. we can't just go through life and be like i hope improves today <laughs> like you know it and we can but um you know we will probably feel a little bit more direction if we have an intention and so can you talk exactly. to us about some sheena jean intentions yeah intentions are really important and because they're directing the energy right like that is like if we have these channels and flows of energy going through us, like the intention is pointing the arrow in the direction that we actually want to go. Mm -hmm. And it's the command to the cells that are listening on what we want to happen. It's telling our reticular activating system, like, Hey, this is what we are looking for and hoping to achieve in this experience. Um, and it, it really is setting the state of being. There's a really great TED talk by this guy, Ted Plantenberger, I think is his name, um, on the anatomy of results. And he works with a ton of high performers, um, athletes, executives, musicians, right? Like across all industries. And he talks about how there's three parts of intention or three parts of results, intention, state and action. Mm. And so often we think that action is like where we need to be focused when actually the biggest, most important chunk is the state, the state of being. And the state of being is reflexive, reflective of the energy. And George Mumford, you know, Kobe and MJ's um, mindfulness coach, he talks about this a lot, right? Like to be able to get into that zone and like find that flow, like we have to yeah. slow down to be able to actually speed up. So when we mm -hmm. take ourselves out and set an intention, because the intention is going to magnify and amplify the energy in the state of being. So that's why we start with intention, right? Like, just like we did on this podcast, like you are doing a great job of listening. <laughs> and, yeah, and you know, my word that I heard is, was expansive. So we'll see. I feel like I'm expanding in this and I hope that yeah. there's an expansiveness happening um, for anyone who's listening and they're being able to take away something that expands their energy and way of being and expressing in the world. Uh, and it's just, it's so simple. I think that's the thing that people sleep on the most is like intention setting is so easy. And it gets brushed off. Like it's, you know, it's woo woo or it's a waste of time. It's like, it's literally the command center for your whole being. Yeah. It's not woo woo. It is going to directly impact how you're moving through a specific part of your day. And so the more intention setting, the better. Um, I teach people how to intention set for their year, whether it's just a call that we're about to drop into the same space and having a coaching conversation, whether it's a workshop or a sound journey, you know, the more intention that we can bring, it really gives us access to the present moment. Like that's what intention setting does. It's like, it allows us, it creates this, um, barometer and it's like, it's, that's how we discern alignment. Like, are you in alignment with listening right now or not? Like, right. Like you have this thing now that you get to check in with, um, am I being expansive right now? Right. Like we get these, if we declare something that we're choosing to be for the next half hour, hour, 90 minutes, whatever it is, then we have 
something to measure ourselves by versus just going out there and be like, well, I hope we have a good practice today. Like, no, I am focused. Like my intention today is explosiveness. Watch how your practice changes when you bring the intention of explosiveness to, to your energy. It's going to shift everything. I think uh, I get coaches a lot though. They're like, well, they're, they're a teenager and they, what if they can't think of one? I go, that's great. My teams always have a default one. If you can't think of one default is be a great teammate today. Mm -hmm. Be great to others. And you, yeah. you know, and sometimes like, can we just do that? Just, if we can't think of something, you know, again, be expansive that way. <laughs> well, and it, exactly. And there's, that's where I, I tend to like take people through that breathing ground exercise to also teach them how to tune into their own intuition and innate intelligence. Mm-hmm. You will have a word pop up. If you do that, if you go back to the, if you were like, I don't know what's going on right now and skipped past that first part, go back and listen for a word. You're going to get something. And that's also a way to start to learn how to trust yourself and listen to that inner whisper. Uh, The inner whispers are so freaking important. I talk about this on my podcast with Ricky Williams. And when he was leaving the NFL, everybody thought he was batshit crazy for that. What are you doing, Ricky? Like you're going to quit. You're going to quit at the height of your career to go smoke pot. It's like, no, this man had inner whispers that he was learning to listen to. And he knew that his calling in life was actually not to be a football player, despite what everybody else thought was best for him. Yep. Right. And best decision of his life. Best decision. Have you seen his, have you seen his weed company? I I have seen the, the marketing. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, Heisman. The only Heisman, uh, you know, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. It's incredible. And uh, uh, yeah, the whole theme of that that episode is really learning how to listen to your inner whispers, even Mm -hmm. when we've got so much noise around us. And and that's again going back to the idea of society has really set us up to be distracted, numb, looking for answers everywhere else. Yeah. looking to our coach for the answer, looking to our teammate for what's next. When it's like, actually the greatest athletes of all time have learned how to quiet the mind and like, listen for that inner whisper and move and be guided from that place. And so the more that we can bring that into athletics and teach athletes how to do that at a younger age, we're going to get elevated performance. We're plugging them back into themselves. You're going to be able to move with more confidence, with uh, just a greater discernment, clarity, and like, oh man, sometimes I want to like go back in time and be like, take all my tools that I have now and go back to like high school, Sheena, be like, 100%. okay, chick, let me sit you down and try and teach you something. Yeah. Well, that does... It's a good segue. It leads us to one of the questions we do like to ask here as we kind of wind down too. Um, if you got in that time machine mm-hmm. and you had that bag of tools uh, and you saw teenage Sheena, what would she, what tools would you want to remind her to go find in the world or tell yourself? I remember convincing my dad to like buy these VHS tapes, because yes, that's what we were rocking when I was in high school. Um, to buy these VHS tapes about stretching. Mm. And it's really interesting that like there was that um that interest for me back then. And I think like yoga, yoga is it such an easy route to get into all of the things that I'm talking about right mm. now. So it's going to integrate your mind, your body, and your spirit. You're going to be able to practice mindfulness. And I think that yoga is actually a really, 
much more accessible way for most athletes who are connected to their body and gives you a whole new level of mind body awareness that is just through the roof. It's also going to give you the ability to learn how to better use your, use your breath. You're going to have some moments in stillness where you get to learn how to tap in through meditation. Um, and so I would probably go back and tell myself like, start yoga now, like now, like keep stretching, do yoga, um, and go find a crystal singing bowl. Cause that was definitely not a thing 20 years ago. So, I mean, it was just not where, not in Oak Park. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, maybe Oak Park did have someone doing some singing bowl somewhere. Oak Park's always been a little kooky and woo woo like that. Probably some old lady that's got some. She's probably jamming, you know. Um, And one other thing uh, before we wind down, because I was grateful we could finally make this happen. And I think one of the other things, uh, uh, another episode you'd enjoy is uh, UMass's sports psychologist. She focuses a lot on gratitude and with athletes, and so. Gratitude. I know you do a lot of things with that. One of the things I wanted you to talk about that I noticed on your website was the benefit triangle. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about the power of gratitude as I'm grateful to have you and your wisdom shared today and about the power of it and then explain this benefit triangle to those listening? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I have a workshop that I do um, on the neuroscience of gratitude and really helping people understand, A, gratitude is also way easier than a meditation practice. So start with a gratitude practice all day long. And uh, there's so much research now about gratitude and its impacts. Like it was overwhelming is what I was finding. I was like, man, I am, I am three hours into gratitude research and there's like so much, how do I even begin to tell people about all of the amazing things that we now understand about gratitude. And what I noticed is that it was actually all falling into like three different categories. I was like, oh, okay. So there's mental benefits for it. And uh, there's pro-social circuits that it lights up and there's different types of neurochemicals that it fires into. Like there's a whole lot of uh, mental benefits. There's physical benefits too. Like because of all those neurochemicals that are going around, your body's responding differently. It goes back to that idea of the cells in the body are always listening. So when we're expressing gratitude, especially for our body, uh, it will respond differently. And so we have physical benefits to it. And then we've got social benefits to it. Like we literally behave kinder. We are more kind to each other as a species when we practice gratitude, which is really important in this day and age. And sports is, uh, you know, I really love something that, that Laura said, the idea of the unity that sports brings us under, Mm. like, it's so beautiful how sports can really unite people that would never come together unless it was for the same team. And now we're going to, now we're, now we're going to be divisive against the other team. So I guess there is still some division in that. And there's also a camaraderie that it brings. And, um, there's a lot of, there's just so many different buckets that gratitude hits on. And it's so simple to practice. Um, Another way that like, I really talk about gratitude is, uh, through the lens of, I teach people how to run thought defense because, your mind is always going to be running game on you. That's what it does. Like it's your, the brain is literally designed to protect you. So it's going to be running these shitty little thoughts that are going to be in the form of limiting beliefs or uh, self-doubt, different things, right? Different programming that we all have programming. Like you don't escape that. If you're human, you've got some subconscious programming that's probably holding you back a little bit. And so we can actually learn how to identify that. 
And gratitude is, I liken gratitude to his own defense. And it's just going to cover the majority of the court in the way that you need it to. And it's going to be pretty hard to penetrate if it's effectively being run. You're going to have a better mental state if you're regularly practicing gratitude. Uh, For a one-to-one defense, I talk about anti-thoughts and how we can get actually really specific. Like once we identify limiting beliefs and old thoughts that need to be reprogrammed, I work with people to create not an affirmation or a mantra. It's very similar to those, but we create custom ones because it needs to go in direct opposition and you have to put in reps with it, right? You have to like actually 60 times a day, say this little thing or use a sub uh, subliminal reprogramming track to actually like create a new neural pathway so that when you're triggered in a situation, you've got a new route to go with your anti-thought. So that's what I call That's what I say for man-to-man, but zone defense gratitude is so perfect. It's so perfect for just giving you, uh, a base layer against your negativity bias. We all, again, going back to like the function of the brain is to protect us. And so the negativity bias is really strong and we're always scanning the room for things that could hurt us or like that we don't like, like that's how the brain is naturally wired. And so gratitude really fights against that negativity bias and gives you that home court advantage that you like just literally can't you can't have without it. And it's, that's why it's one of the, the first things that I'll, intention setting, meditation, gratitude, like those are some key, key elements of energy hygiene that I work with people to get into a regular practice with, because it just gives you such, such an advantage. Well, Sheena, your energy was expansive and definitely had a ripple effect because I know I expanded my thinking and I'm sure uh, people listened, they did too. And so I really appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, you want to tell people we'll link up uh, all your stuff here, but you want to tell people simply where if they can find you, uh, where's the best place to go? Yeah. Um, I'm an elder millennial. So IG is really where I hang out on Instagram. Uh, at make one day happen is my uh, profile there. I've got a podcast called make one day happen. You can search that on any platform, find and listen, tap in. Um, my name's Sheena. It looks like Shanna. It's a whole thing. So <laughs> yeah, you can find my personal IG too at Sheena Jean. And I've got a book, a book and an app that's on the way. That's really going to break down the principles of energy, yeah. hygiene, thought defense and elevated leadership. Uh, so I'm excited for 2024 and just really amplifying this methodology and getting into the hands of as many people as possible to create that ripple effect. So if you're about that ripple effect life, hit me up. I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear what your biggest takeaway from this was and how I can cheer you on in it. 